It's Friday, March 19th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tri beat writer. Hoynesy, Friday in Goodyear, uh, cut day. Uh, they made a couple of cuts, they made a couple of moves. The Indians optioned Daniel Johnson down to AAA. Uh, they also reassigned Bo Naylor, uh, the young catcher, to the uh, to the depth camp depth camp where a lot of the young, younger guys are. Uh, kind of a surprising move with Daniel Johnson. Did, did you yeah. think that there was a, an opportunity there for him to maybe step in and and make the opening day roster with the way that he's played in spring training the last two three years? You know, I I thought so, Joe. Uh, he certainly swung the bat well enough, hit 368, two, a couple home runs, you know, some RBIs. Um, but, you know, they, they, they've really got a problem. You know, if they're not going to try this guy in center field, you know, you've got Luplo sitting there who, you know, is really their right-handed hitting, you know, the right-handed side of any platoon they're going to have in right field. And uh, it seems like they've made a commitment to Josh Naylor, you know, Bo's older brother. And uh, I think they were in a tough, they were in a jam with, with uh, Daniel Johnson and he got sent down. I'm not surprised. You know, we saw him do this with Mercado a couple of years ago when he was hitting 400 and uh, you know, they don't put a lot of stock in, in uh, spring training batting averages. It's, you know, they've, they've said that all along, uh, but it's still, I mean, what is, do they say, do they say March is the cruelest month? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the saying, but if it is, you know, it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough month for baseball players. I mean, Johnson, I mean, you couldn't do anything more than what he did to make a ball club. Is it safe to say that Daniel Johnson was the best outfielder in camp for the Indians this year? I, you know, I think he was, I think you can make a case for that. And, you know, he didn't really play that much even to me. I mean, he played nine, 10 games. So it wasn't like he was in their immediate plans to me. There was something, I don't know what it was, but, you know, this was a guy that they obviously like, but, uh, you know, they, they had other plans for this outfield right now. Right. Uh, Terry Francona said that when they did talk to, to Daniel Johnson today, uh, he, he was upset, and, and rightfully so. Johnson uh, hit 368 with an, uh, an 1165 OPS, uh, played in nine games, only got 19 at-bats, a couple of home runs, four RBIs, struck out five times in, in one, uh, one walk. But, uh, you know, he, he did make a, a base running error uh, in, in yesterday's game, got, got thrown out rounding first too hard. But really, just from the eye test, he was athletic. He was fast. He, he made all the catches, all the throws. He did everything they asked of him in the outfield. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, they do have a lot of outfielders, you know, they've got, you know, he has an option. Uh, they have some, they got to make decisions with uh, in center field with Mercado and, and uh, Zimmer. And, you know, you've got uh, uh, Luplo kind of on, on, on the fringe. If he, if he, you know, does he open the season on the injured list or is he going to play? You've got Gamble all of a sudden that they, they seem to like as at all three spots. And, you know, I think, one of the things that hurt him is Rosario kind of just overtaking, you know, left field being the predominant left fielder. Uh, so, you know, he kind of got squeezed out, it looks like, but it's, <laughs> this is a tough call. It's a tough call to make. Uh, here's Terry Francona on Jan, uh, Daniel Johnson's camp. He said he had a really good camp and he was very disappointed. And we knew he was, that was going to be the case. 
with spring training the way it is right now and the amount of people we have competing for spots, we knew we were going to have to make some tough decisions. And this was one of them. And we told him that, you know, what, what doesn't get brought up here is the, is the idea of service time manipulation and, you know, sending him down. They, they knew they were going to have to use the option at some point on him, his, his final, final year option this year. Uh, so why not keep him down, keep him down until, you know, some point in, in May and then bring him up and, and maybe you get a little extra service time out of him. Yeah. You get, get the extra year, you know, and make sure he's, uh, I don't know how he didn't get much time last year, yeah, like 12 was, days from last year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, you can uh, manipulate that. You can keep him from being a super two and, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, so you get an extra year, but you know, the extra year, does it really help you? Because they got the, they did the same thing to Lindor. <laughs> it got right. the extra year, but they didn't use it. Oh, well, they used it to trade him, you know, obviously, you know, that helped, that helped trade him. You know, so, I mean, it works both ways and, you know, that's part of the game, but I'm sure Daniel Johnson does not want to hear that right now. No, that's none of that is going to make Daniel Johnson feel any better. Uh, Can the Indians outfield without Daniel Johnson being in the mix, be an effective outfield? I I mean, this is, this is the guy who he he was head and shoulders above everybody else in camp uh, thus far. Eddie Rosario is going to be Eddie Rosario, but he's, He's a veteran. He's taking his time warming up in camp. And, yeah. you know, when, when the, when the season starts, he'll be fine. But, you know, the other guys, it, it, I can't see quality coming forth in, in right field or in center field. And Daniel Johnson could play either place. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, Josh Naylor has, you know, he had, he had started fast in camp and he's faded. Uh, we haven't seen Luplo. Uh, Zimmer and Mercado have been, you know, just so-so at best. You've got Rosario playing out of position. And Gamble has, has had a good, uh, you know, a decent spring. And like you said, Rosario, you know, he's – I hope he's the classic, you know, kind of dead man walking veteran going through <laughs> spring training, just working, you know, just working to get in shape because he certainly hasn't done much. You know, what, right. what – has he had one oh-wow moment in spring training? I He's, me, he's hit a couple of long fly balls. I can, I can tell you that yeah. <laughs> it, a lot of people do that out in Arizona, but uh, as, as far as, you know, Hey, we're going to be all right with this guy. Uh, I, I really haven't seen it thus far. Uh, just, I, you know, and he does have, you know, he's he got has the track, track record and that's what Tito goes by. Yeah. You know, he, uh, and he, uh, he has done it. You look, I looked over his last three seasons in the big leagues and, you know, he's legit. So right. everybody but, does spring training different. But uh, Tito mentioned Ben Gamble today, and he was asked about Ben Gamble's personality. And one of the things, you know, he, he started talking about him, and it sounded like he was talking about a guy like a, uh, a Jason Giambi almost, like a veteran guy who could come in and, and, and sort of inject personality and leadership into a, a clubhouse. Uh, Tito says he still doesn't know how things are going to shake out, but this is a guy who could play all three positions. Could we see Ben Gamble starting in center field for the Indians on opening yeah. day? You know, he's hitting like 296 in spring and camp. He's had a good spring. He's made some nice plays. You know, I, I remember a couple of plays in right field, especially not so much center field, uh, but he could be a guy. You know, I wish he hit left-handed or right-handed. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think he would be lock solid, you know, roster spot if he hit right-handed. It, it, that would be without a question. And he also can stop a baseball with his face. So yeah, yeah, you know, anybody who can do that. that. Yeah, he took a line, uh, not a line drive, but like a one hopper off the face and, uh, and you know, kept going. So uh, earlier in camp, 
but yeah, Ben Gamble, keep an eye on whether or not he can make the play. I think if, if Luplo still doesn't, you know, have it together and can't make the, uh, the opening day roster in terms of his being ready, I think Gamble's got a, a real chance to be there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's a guy, he's probably out of options. I don't know. I don't know what his option situation is, but he's, you know, he's played for about three or four different teams. So he might still have an option, but I'd be surprised if he does. So he's one of those guys you gotta, and he probably has got to buy out, you know, he's got an opt out date in his contract coming up here and probably the last next week, sometime they're going to have to make a decision. Right. And of course, any conversation about center field for the Cleveland Indians in spring training would not be complete without bringing up uh, Ahmed Rosario and his uh, ongoing trials and tribulations out there. Uh, of course, he played in yesterday's ball game. First pitch of the game got a ball hit to him, and and when that ball comes off the bat, you're thinking, "Oh no!" <laughs> and, uh, you know, but he tracked it down. He caught the ball. Uh, made another catch later on in the game. Uh, you know. Obviously, he's nowhere near major league ready for center field, but uh, this is a process. We spoke to Ahmed Rosario through uh, Agui Rivera, the interpreter for the Indians, uh, just a little bit ago, and he, he really is approaching it with with sort of eyes wide open. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, you know. I thought I thought he handled the interview well. Um, you know, he said, made all the, said all the right things. I'm here to help the team. I'll do whatever I help. The, I'll, uh, you know, I'll do whatever I have to help the team. Like, uh, who was it? <laughs> Nick, no, uh, Lash, well, who was the guy from Bull Durham? Duke LaLouche. Duke LaLouche. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help the team. You know, so. you, you've, you've got to, you've got to memorize your cliches. They're you, yeah. using them. They're your friends. Uh, <laughs> He said, you know, you asked, you asked him, can you be a good center fielder? Can you be a good major league center fielder? And his response was, that's my mindset. Until that point is reached, the work is not going to stop. And that's something that Tito echoed uh, earlier in the week. He said that, you know, whatever it is, he's attacked the work. And, and that's getting out there with Kyle Hudson, the outfield coach, working on his angles, working on his first step, staying low, things like that. Uh, Ahmed Rosario is an athlete first. He's very athletic, very strong, very fast. Uh, you, you want his bat in the lineup. If center field is the only way he's going to get in the lineup, then maybe you have to live with it. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Joe. And I, you know, Joe, I might be crazy here, but I think he, I think he's got a great chance to be the opening day center fielder oh, in, in Detroit at Comerica Park. I really do. Well, I mean, that's because Matthew Boyd's going to start left-handed. Oh mountain, yeah, that's so true too. That's, yeah, there's a real good chance he could be yeah. out there. But can you imagine that when when camp opened that this guy could be your opening day center fielder? Did you? Yeah, even there had been rumors true? about it. There have been rumors about them either trading him to Cincinnati or moving him to the outfield permanently yeah. since they acquired him. Since the since the Lindor trade happened, this was something that we we sort of yeah. knew was coming. Why it didn't happen the moment the Lindor trade? Yeah, you know. Why did you why did you do the dance for the first 12, 13 games of camp with starting him every so often there and and seeing if uh, if if uh, Jimenez was was your guy? Just put Jimenez beat him out once. You knew that he beat him out once. Just assume that he was going to do it again and get him the early start in camp. He could have been he could have been working in center field since mid-February. And now he's got two weeks to learn a position that it looks like he's brushing his teeth with his left hand. It's yeah, that's a great point. And I think, you know, this is all 
goes back to the philosophy, you know, Nolan Jones came to camp and played third base instead of, you know, getting his feet wet in the outfield and, and first base. This is Tito making a guy feel comfortable, you know, easing a guy into camp and then making a change. But, you know, this is making, really a making change. a guy feel comfortable, easing him into camp and then pulling the rug out from underneath his feet, <laughs> flipping him upside on his head. And then go, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And then this is a move that, that under ordinary per an ordinary situation, if he was your guy, you know, from uh, the get go, if he was your guy that ended last season with the Indians, you would tell him, okay, we want you to go home and, and work on center field all winter and uh, maybe play some winter ball and then come to camp and, and get ready to make the transition. But, you know, with the trade, I think they're probably trying to, you know, make them feel comfortable. And then, and then this happened. I, I just, you know, I go back to, I, I, I keep falling back to when they moved Jason Kipnis out there two years in a row. And, you know, Kipnis at least had a, had a background out there in, in, in center field and in, in what, God love Tito, but he sits there and, and says one thing, and then it's almost like his actions are the other. We want him to feel comfortable. We want him to, to ease into this and whatever. And then all of a sudden, you're starting him in a, in a game against the Angels, and he's dropping three balls and costing you, you know, 1,200 runs. It's it, – it, there's a lot of trust there. There's a whole lot of trust there, but I – I got a lot of questions, especially a game that you knew was going to be on TV so that everybody back home could see. It's like, ah, nothing like throwing a guy out there and uh, uh, it's Bambi on the ice in the first day. And, and uh, it, it was tough. It was tough yeah. to watch. But uh, it was spring training too. And uh, hopefully three weeks from now, nobody remembers it or maybe four months, <laughs> four weeks from now. Well, and it's, it's Friday and it happened on Tuesday and we're still talking about it. So yeah, that's, that's true too. Thing. That's another another big deal. The Talkin' Tribe opening day virtual event will take place April 5th at noon, featuring Indians reporters and columnists from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Tickets can be reserved online at Cleveland.com. This year, you can enter to win entry to our VIP experience and get the opportunity to mingle with former Cleveland Indians players. Only 150 tickets are available for the exclusive experience and can be won through our sweepstakes. Register now to win at cleveland.com slash try. Be sure to join Paul Hoynes, Terry Pluto, Joe Noga, and Doug LaMaurice as we get you ready for the home opener at Progressive Field and the rest of the Indians 2021 season. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank 
Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Uh, the other uh, side of that, uh, those uh, announced moves today, uh, Bo Naylor, the, the young catcher going down. Tito really likes this kid. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, all you had to do was watch him, watch him, Joe, watch him swing the bat, hit a home run. And I, I liked the way he was – He, you know, the, what Tito said about the way he handled himself behind the plate. Uh, not one pitcher was uh, didn't want to throw to him. He handled everybody in camp. He handled, you know, Class A – uh, the heat from class A, he handled from, you know, he handled, I think he caught, I don't know if he caught Beaver, but I don't think he started any games, but he, you know, he caught all those back end guys, all the veteran guys. And, you know, I saw him block a ball in the dirt that, you know, he looked like Sandy Alomar blocking a ball in the dirt. So, you know, I, I this kid is, this kid's, you know, he's got like a, a you know, it's number one with a bullet next to his name. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let, let, let's watch this kid. Cause if you look at his 2019 season, Joe, at, uh, at Lake County, look at, look at the extra base hits, mm-hmm. look at, and I mean, not, not just home runs, but doubles, triples. This is a kid that, you know, he's 19, 18 years, 19, 20 years old. He can run. He can, th- and the, the, another thing that really impressed me is the way he controlled the running game. I mean, he threw two or three guys out and right. it, it was no contest either. Right. And, and Tito's advice to him was great. His, his advice to him was, Hey, go enjoy being young and seeing how good you can get. So go attack, you know, the minor leagues at double A, if you start there, triple A, wherever you are, uh, go attack it and enjoy being 20 years old and being good and getting good and, and, and trying to find your ceiling. Uh, great advice from Tito in, in that regards. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, it won't be long before we see Bo Naylor up with the, uh, with the big league club. I, I, I can't imagine, you know, his arrival time would be any later than 2022. He might be better than his brother. And the two of them said that there's a 15-year-old in the family that's even better yeah, than, the, yeah, than, than both of them. Right. So Miles? Better, yeah, yeah. Miles? Miles, yeah. They better uh, get the uh, get their scouts on this kid right away. Because what? The whole family is living is in – I was listening to uh, STO, um, the broadcast of uh, uh, the other night's game, and uh, uh, Dre said that uh, – uh, the whole family's out there living together in, in Goodyear. So, you know, the mom, dad, everybody's out there watching spring training. They've emigrated from Canada. They've, yeah. they've invaded, they've crossed the border. They've, they've, they've come down. Uh, that's the way it is. All right. Uh, Hoinsey, what do we got on tap for today? I believe we get Aaron Savali against the Rockies today. Yeah. Aaron Savali against the Rockies uh, out there. It's at talking stick at uh, salt river, uh, Salt River Stadium at Talking Stick in Scottsdale. Um, and we've got uh, Brian Shaw, uh, Andre uh, 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 Ghost, mm-hmm. Parker, Class A, and, and Nelson following him. And it'll be interesting to see how Ghost, uh, am I saying that? Ghost, Ghost yeah. Ghost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
how he handles, uh, how he bounces back from last from his uh, last appearance, where you know he walked three and gave up uh, six runs without getting a, uh, earn, you know, without getting an out because he had been perfect up to that point in spring. Right, uh, Savali, I, you know, maybe maybe you go four. Uh, we saw Zach Plesac go five innings yesterday. Uh, and, and have a really uh, sort of a, an easy time of it with the exception of one home run. Uh, I, I think Aaron Savali could probably match that today. Yeah. I mean, these guys got to start getting, they've got to start getting stretched out, Joe. They've got to start moving their pitch counts up toward 180, 80 to 100. They've got to get up six, seven innings. And uh, this is probably, you know, if you, Savali's, He's probably got one more start, maybe, right? One or two more starts, maybe. Yeah, maybe one, maybe two. Uh, it, Eleven games up. left, so. Well, we're we're getting close. the uh, The countdown to opening day is is less than less than two weeks. We're at thirteen days until opening day. I'm not I'm not ready for opening day, man. This is I I can't get any, I can't can't get into the the groove here. You know why? It's because I stayed up late to watch uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus last night. Superhero superhero shows, Hoinsey. I'm I'm addicted. I I can't it, just just wait. Every every opportunity I can to work a reference to a superhero show into uh, one of my game stories, it's going to happen this year. That and Hamilton going to be going to be my two uh, uh, off the wall references throughout the season. But uh, looking forward to it. Anything else uh, we got to cover today? I think we're. I think I mean, we're that good. Was it. That was pretty. Uh, Yu Chang's neck. I think uh, yeah out of the game yesterday. He was scratched late, uh, came in today, said he's going to go through all the, you know, everything he needs to do and he'll probably be back in the lineup either today or at some point he'll, he'll play today or tomorrow or something like and that. And when did uh, Tito was talking about a B game? When did they have Yeah, there's B a B game, game tomorrow against uh, Seattle, right? It's against Seattle. Seattle's going to come down to, to Goodyear. And he said Logan Allen was going to pitch in that game. Okay. So that's so. usually a pretty good sign that uh, Logan Allen is is part of the rotation if they're not having him pitch against Cactus League competition. Right, and and who do they? You know, what do they play on Saturday? They've got uh, on Saturday they've got Texas, and it's not well, it's not like and I think McKenzie. Oh no, I'm sorry, they've got Chicago. I, I would I would also not want to have Logan Allen yeah. pitching against the White Sox on uh, on Saturday. So good point. Good point. Very good. All right, Heinze, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up this week. Uh, another couple of weeks of camp, and then it's uh, off to the races. We'll look forward to it here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. 